What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of All Canadian. We are back. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. Great show today. We got a great guest to get to. But first, as always, sponsors, news and notes. Let's get it rocking. Absolutely. And we're going to kick things off with Sawdust City Brewing Company, who sent us another absolutely spectacular summer-themed case. We've got tons of new ones, like the Passion Fruit and Guava. Absolutely stellar kettle sour. Uh, you can always check that out on their website, but you know that they deliver brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This June, you guys have been awesome the last two months, so they said why not go another? CFP listeners have been given our exclusive promo code. Use CFP during checkout, all caps, to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. Just the best way to walk in the door after a long day, a nice shipment from Sawdust City. So excited to try out those patio sangrias. But we got to get to another one here too. The Canadian Football Perspective Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. For 15% off all your return-to-play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15, all caps, CFP, and the number 15 at checkout for 15% off items like the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask, the Whistle Gator, and the Electronic Whistle. Before we get to some news and notes, thoughts go out to Dave Jameson of TSN 1260, recently diagnosed with cancer. Uh, hope you can fight that with all your might, and hopefully you can get some good news in your near future. Uh, other news and notes, Dave Naylor's CFL informed the CFLPA that the announcement on their August 5th commitment date will come no later than June 14th, which is next Monday, we are going to be getting a for certain yes or no if we will have CFL football in 2021. And it's looking like it's going to be a yes. Farhan Lalji from TSN reports that talking to the league, the teams, and the CFLPA, all sides are quite optimistic that they're still on track to get that announcement at some point in the middle of June about the August 5th start date. It was also reported that the CFLPA and the CFL have agreed on return to play protocols. They've gotten acknowledgement or written approval from all six provinces that they support the CFL's return to play protocols. So things are looking very much up for that August 5th start date. And as we keep inching closer to the August 5th date, the federal government approved border travel exemption for the NHL playoffs as we get closer and closer to Montreal or Winnipeg, if Winnipeg can come back from 3-0, having to cross the border for games at a time. Uh, this would definitely be a plus for CFL uh, players coming back, uh, showing they would be allowed to cross the border. They will still have to face all of the quarantine aspects when they do arrive. Just get me to some CFL football. That's all I ask, whatever it takes. I will quarantine for 14 days myself. If it means I can just watch it from the couch, man. But news coming out of Winnipeg. Jonathan Kongbo is back in the blue and gold after a short stint 
with the 49ers. He was waived on an injury settlement. He was brought into camp, got an injury, practice roster, injured reserve guy, waived. But the fifth overall pick is back in Manitoba. Like they needed more help on top of Willie Jefferson, right? Come on. The rich get richer here in the CFL. And that is certainly true for Nelson Lacombo and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They are locking in their top guy from the 2021 CFL draft. Uh, he has officially agreed to terms with them. Report coming out today that Nelson Lacombo now walking around Saskatchewan is getting recognized a little bit more. You know, good for him. I hope he is recognized. He's one of the best playmakers that our game has produced uh, on this side of the border. Maybe, though, eventually we see him sporting some new uniforms in Ottawa? I, I think Saskatchewan's going to want to keep him locked down. But yeah, some uniform news coming out of Ottawa. The Red Blacks will be overhauling their look for 2021. When asked what our nation can expect and whether the plaid might make a comeback, Oseg's Mark Goldie said, "We Well, we like the plaid. Our nation likes the plaid. And perhaps we could get back into the plaid. And perhaps we could get back into the plaid game down on the field in some way. So what do we want to see? What do you want to see the Red Blacks come out with? Plaid on the shoulders. Just uh, shoulder shoulder patching. That's it. I don't... Maybe like go down the pants with plaid striping. That would be kind of cool too. But uh, instead of having our nation on the side, you just kind of throw some plaid. But I, I'd like to see some more red. I, without the plaid, just a straight up red color. You're the red blacks and all you have are black and white jerseys. Or plaid whenever you have those atrocious alternate uniforms. Um, I don't I don't really like the look of it. Yeah, the, the plaid helmet mock-up can stay in the vault. I hate that. Do not put plaid on a football helmet. It looks gross. It's not quite as bad as when Saskatchewan tried to put the piffles all over the helmet. That was terrible. But it's a close second for me. Don't do it. Bring it back to the Russ Jackson era. Give me an R with no blade. Numbers on the front of the helmet. Just a clean, classic look. I think simple's better. And we saw that work with my Edmonton Elks recently. The new, simple, minimalistic logo looks great. Looks mean. Looks lean. Fast, strong, bold. Antler up. Had to throw that in there. But optimism on the Bill C-218 front. Yes, we are closer and closer to that as well. The committee agreed to pass Bill C-218 and act to amend the criminal code without amendment the committee intends to read the report to the senate on tuesday june 8th which is today without amendment uh that is from the senate of canada's twitter account we're getting gambling we're getting single game sports betting bring it on and you guys know where to get your single game sports betting fix bet 99 we are responsible gambling by now you know that every game starts over there and why not on tuesday night we're going to give you two great odds. Sixers, Hawks. Sixers are a minus 222 favorite after getting stunned. The spread is five and a half points. Where are you going? Hammer on the 76ers. They got embarrassed in game one. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, not letting that happen again. Tobias Harris, no way. The Sixers are going to come out hot. Trey is going to be ice cold. Get him out of here. Hammer the Sixers. And as always, Bet99 provides our listeners with boosted odds. 
This week, though, the boosted odds are centered around Aaron Rodgers. Question being, where will he take his first snap in 2021? Green Bay, the favorite at minus 167. Denver, 140, plus 140. Las Vegas, plus 1,000. I like that one. New Orleans and the Washington football team, plus 2,000. I'm going to hedge my bets onto Green Bay still. I'm holding out. You've got to take a dark horse. Can't be Green Bay. Where's he got to go if you're going to be... If you're going to take some of these boosted odds. Bring them to the Raiders and keep it in the desert. I think it would be amazing for Aaron Rodgers to get a star-studded venue like Allegiant Stadium to finish out his career. I think it's all about who is going to make a push for A-Rod. Not showing up to camp. Not surprising. But I do think we see him back in the green and gold. Unfortunately for me and my Detroit Lions... I was getting pretty excited. Is Aaron Rodgers going to leave the conference? I don't think so. I don't think so. But now, let's welcome in our guest, Braden Stachel, the moderator for the Reddit CFL community, a 19,000-person community online. So joining the Tuesday edition of All Canadian is Braden Stachel, the moderator for Reddit CFL, social media... Social media aficionado (laughs) still owes thousands of CFL fans ice cream. Remind me every day. Brayden, thank you for joining us. (laughs) Appreciate your time. Very first question. When are you paying out? When's the debt due? Okay, so here's the thing that anytime somebody asks me this question, this legitimately happened. When all that blew up, actually, let me give you some context. Um, So there was a game thread. I think it was the Argos and BC Lions and like, our game threads generally get a couple thousand comments, but we're into the third quarter and this one had like a hundred comments. And I can't remember like how good the actual game was, but like I just commented randomly like, hey, if we get this thread to a thousand comments, I'll buy everyone ice cream. And not thinking anything of it, come back, it's at like 10,000 comments and everybody is just asking for my head. And it just evolved into this thing to the point where like, I was literally on the phone with Dairy Queen's uh, uh, media department. I'm like, look, this is my situation. It sounds really weird, but is there any way that I can get like a discount code for like 18,000 people? And it almost happened. We almost set up a deal where like, they were allowed to like promo in the community for a month in exchange for like a 20% coupon, but it fell through. Uh, Long story short, yeah, it's not happening. (laughs) <laughs> i was gonna demand some mio gelato from downtown kingston i i have told people i have told them that like if you see me in person at like some sort of cfl event i will buy you ice cream i'm coming for it and it's happened once at td place <laughs> uh well as we talk about td place you are proudly sporting your red blacks hat some little bits of news i'm we're hearing red blacks might go with new uniforms Yes. What do you want to see on the new uniforms if they came out with one? So I'm, and this might shock people, but like, I'm not the biggest fan of the plaid. Like, don't get me wrong. It looks good. Uh, but I'm not the biggest fan. I would love to see like a throwback to like the red riders or something more renegades looking that's red dominant or just straight black jerseys, like the old rough riders. Man. So I have in the dock here. It's funny you say that. I literally have in the dock here. Bring back the Rush Jackson era helmets. Give me a white R, no blade, and the numbers on the front. Yes. Yes. Or bring back the fire logo. I'd love the fire logo. I'll take that. I'll (laughs) take that. 
on the subject of jersey rollouts, new branding, the background behind me, what did you think? The Edmonton Elks come out, they're official with it. New logo, antlers on helmet, which I feel like Wade and I might have had something to do with there. I, I think it was you, Wade, and Jim uh, just propelling the whole antlers on the helmet theme, but I love it. Like, I love it. I love it. And you guys know that, like, I've been championing either the elk or the elk's name. It really doesn't matter to me which route they would. I think personally, I would have preferred elk, but elk's, I mean, if you look at any of the other names in the CFL, it kind of fits right in. We have red, blacks, tiger cats. I love it. I love it. I love the logo. I love the presentation. I love, I don't like how long they made us wait, especially knowing that um, they had the logo ready back or they had everything ready back in February. But yeah, like it, it speaks for itself. They can't keep the merch in the store. And after what we had a year of very vocal season ticket holders saying, oh, this franchise is finished. This franchise is done. Everyone's going to leave. And it's great. I love it. 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 Wade's got one gripe though. Mm. Why is the field logo as big as it is? Like- I was actually, I, I was reading, there's a post about that in the sub today. Um, I think that was just for show. Like, I don't think it's going to be that big when they actually play. I think they're just going to reorient it in the middle, like all other fields and then add the sponsors. But that's what Dave was saying. He was saying it's probably just for show because the players are going to come out and be like, I cannot play on a 40 yard logo. Like, what is this? <laughs> with, uh, with the Elks rollout though, it's pretty apparent that we're getting a season. We all know fans in the stands is a big uh, proponent of that. When you finally get back to a CFL game, what is the first thing you're looking forward to doing at a stadium? Beer garden at TD. <laughs> Hiding my identity so no one comes after me for ice cream. Much <laughs> uh, easier to do with a mask now, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like it's been, it's been so long since I've been to an actual CFL game that like I just... I don't know. I just want to sit there and absorb it because I mean, if you've ever been to a game at TD plays, like the atmosphere is like no other. And I just miss it. Like I just miss being in the stands. Um, I wish there would be like, Oh, I can't wait to get absolutely like blasted in the stands with my friends or try one of their signature foods. But like just being there after everything that we've been through the past year and a half and all these like talks with the XFL and like, trying to keep the CFL community together and happy and not stressed out all the time. It's like, it's just going to be great to be back. North side or South side? South side till I die. <laughs> till I die. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm just built different. I don't, I don't know. Like, man, love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, but so we've been, we've been talking about branding rollouts and, and things like that. And that's all part of social media and content generation. You yourself have a big hand in social media. You're on social media a lot especially with Reddit CFL. So just talk about your experiences. I mean, moderating and running a community that's that large because as, as I mean, relative to other professional sports leagues, as small as the CFL might seem, the online community in the CFL is huge. People love it. It's huge and it's passionate. And that's the thing. When I, I didn't start the community, I kind of took it over back in, I think it was 20, yeah, it had to have been 2015 because I had just graduated and I was working my first uh, uh, post-degree job. And I took it over because, uh, like, I didn't have any friends who were in this, like, into the CFL. Like, I didn't really get interested, interested in the football until 2009 when the Gales had their Vanier run. So in high school, like, I still played football, but I played football to uh, stay, stay in shape for rugby. And that's what I played all through college and university. So 
running it is kind of it, it, it's just turned into this like all-encompassing hobby for me um like every day i just post the news i interact with the fans and then i talk shit on twitter um but like you were saying like my background's in social media and like i work in digital marketing right now so like my job kind of affords me the ability to sit on twitter all day and do this without losing an income or being somebody living in my mom's basement just shit talking on twitter but it's it's great to see because I get to interact with like such a wide variety of fans. And I feel like I have a role of converting people into fans, especially people in our generation, because with Reddit, like the people using it are 60 plus. So I feel like that's kind of my duty to kind of fill in the gaps where the CFL's digital uh, strategy is falling behind, which is a rant I could go on for a couple hours oh we'll get there don't worry we'll get there <laughs> you will have to give us your bullet points on that but a big part of i mean you said shit talking people on twitter but also mm. being that medium and providing news and updating interacting with fans is handling the toxic people the trolls whatever you would like to call them how do you kind of tone that out and buffer it and keep yourself sane so full disclosure there's been instances where people in the league office or CFL insiders or just general people in the CFL community have reached out to me and all the other guys who run the community. And they're like, look, a big one's always Pride Month. Anytime Pride Month happens, the comment sections are disgusting. And Connor and I had a big conversation about that in Twitter DMs at one point. And they've reached out to us saying like, hey, like, we can't do this, but you guys can mobilize close to 19,000 people to kind of combat this negative perception of CFL fans and comments either being incredibly homophobic or Islamophobic and whatnot. And it's it's a duty that I don't take lightly because obviously I love the team or I love the league and I love the fact that like this whole community and like everything that goes with it. So yeah, it's it's a reluctant duty. Well I don't want to say reluctant duty. I kind of enjoy talking smack to some people, especially the homophobes. But it's something I, weirdly, because, I mean, clapping back is kind of a very, um, you got to be rude, but I, I feel as long as I'm being rude to the right people, then my conscience is clear on it. It's like the golden rule, right? Like treat others how you'd be expected to be treated yourself. There's no yeah. room for that shit and, in the league. With me running like a fan account and a fan community, like, I kind of take that stuff personally because that reflects back on us. Like, I don't want people thinking like all fans of this league are homophobic, racist, or what have you. Um, and I know, obviously, working social media, the CFL has these social media people who, on a daily basis, are just taking this abuse and they can't do anything about it. And I know, just for me and my personal work life, having somebody who steps in and says what you're thinking is just a tiny bit of mental relief. So. I'm happy to I guess the inverse to that is kind of leads into it a little bit is, you know, what are some of the rewarding sides of working that social media? I mean, handling the toxicity is one thing and, and kind of clapping back at those guys. I mean, that feels a little bit good in its own right, especially when you can mm -hmm. shut down somebody that's saying something absolutely disgusting. But, mm -hmm. you know, through working in social media, you also get to make great connections all over Canada. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the cool thing too, is because like I, I said before like none of my friends are really really into the cfl the same way i am but now i have nineteen thousand people i can go to a gray cup with from across the country 
and just hang out with and shoot the shit. So we're still going to get that bus going. I know we talked about oh, that in the DMs too. A hundred and ten percent. And uh, as we mentioned CFL, we mentioned social media, the target audience and the perception of that. How would you like to see the CFL grow the game and generate interest to younger audiences of people our age and younger? Um, try. They don't try. They don't. It, it seems their marketing strategy, especially when it comes to courting the youth eyeballs, is we'll listen to you, but we're going to sweep it under the rug and keep going the way where we're going. I mean, the big thing, like streaming. Like, we have been asking for streaming for years, since the dawn of streaming. Like, even if you want to give them a little, um, a little runway and say, since DAZN came out, like, the fact that we do not have a dedicated streaming act is losing our fans. And I, I, I posted up a comment um, from the community of somebody who was actually in a focus group, and he straight up told Ambrosie, hey, like, I want a streaming app. Why don't we have a streaming app? And Ambrosi essentially told him to um, get cable. And we just, you can't do that. Um, another, <laughs> were you guys around when we had to bully the league into getting TikTok? I heard about it, but like weren't actually. Oh, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. So one of, um, one of my good friends, he's uh, Josh. He also mods the community with me, incredibly passionate. Um, Argos fan essentially wrote an essay and I think he did a YouTube video to go with it as well explaining just why the CFL social media policy was absolute bunk and why it's garbage and gave them point by point on how to improve and uh, it went a little bit viral and I think two weeks after it they got TikTok um, but we me and the other guys who were running the community had already set up essentially a faux TikTok account and we're just like repurposing old clips like um who was it who got a train ran on him in bc oh, the oh standing there clapping waiting for the yeah yeah, uh, yeah, halfback? yeah, yeah. got a train ran on um yeah we posted that video and we had like millions of views and whatnot but it just seems that they 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 see social media as an extension of their pr um or the communications wire and it's a, it's just not how social media operates anymore social media now um, outside the dying platforms is it's social and the CFL, the league account is not social. Um, they essentially just post stories and whatnot. Um, you have a few of the teams, again, the Argos, Adam, who runs the social media for the Argos is phenomenal. Like he gets it and he's a great dude to boot. Um, but there's no investment in the social media. There's no trying to understand what voice they need to use to speak to the youth. There's no understanding what markets the youth are in and trying to like parallel market in those markets. There, there's nothing, but it seems like they're owed, um, owed the eyeball. They feel like they're owed the eyeballs without actually putting the work in. And I feel like they lean way too much on, oh, we're a hundred and some odd plus years old without being like, okay, yeah, that worked in the seventies. That doesn't work now. And I think that's a big reason about why we're in this situation because the XFL for as short as that season ran, their marketing and their social media was like, it was amazing. They were hilarious. They were fun. It was just entertaining. The product outside of, the, outside of football was entertaining. And I think that's what CFL needs to do. And I hope that's kind of what they're doing in the XFL talks. 
And with that, I mean, part of bringing in the younger generation, something that's huge right now outside of TikTok, because, you know, the 18 year olds are just going to sit there and scroll till their fingers fall off. But mm-hmm. esports, man, yeah. esports is massive with the youth right now. Mm-hmm. How, where do you see that being incorporated with the CFL? That's one of the things that I think they, they kind of hit a home run on. And I don't think it ever um, got to come to fruition because they put an esports tournament right in the Grey Cup Festival. And I saw that and I was like, yes, like somebody in the either planning the Grey Cup or in CFL HQ, they get it. They understand that that's where the youth is. Um, how it played out, we didn't get to see because obviously the Grey Cup got canceled last year. But yeah, like, I mean, I think Baltimore just launched their own esports team. Yeah, they did. Baltimore Ravens. Pat Ricard announced I mean, it today. Yeah, like, yes, do that. Get us a CFL game. Even do it in Madden. I don't care. But just incorporate. That's where the kids' eyeballs are. And I feel like whatever marketing department they have when the season relaunches, um, their prime directive needs to be, okay, kids like X. How do we make the CFL comparable to X or in line with X? Not, we're the CFL. How do we bring people to like us? Because they've tried that and it doesn't work. And if they're going to keep trying that, then they might as well just throw in the towel now because they're not going to get our attention. There's people like us three who love it for what it is, but I feel very much like we're the exception versus what is possible for them to convert based on the strategy they have now. And as we look at football as a whole in Canada, I mean, U sports football doesn't really get the eyeballs either that people think it deserves to have. Do you see the CFL's kind of reach to the youth as something that the U sports programs would be beneficial or beneficiary from like do you see the youth sports football model being tied to the success of the cfl yes and the only the biggest point i will give you to why i feel that way is was it the 2011 gray cup it's when they had them paired Mm -hmm. um and uh kyle quinlan put on that show against laval like the viewership on TSN was insane. The viewer or the people in the stands was insane. There is an appetite for football and youth football. It just needs to be packaged properly. And I think the CFL has consistently dropped the ball on that. They love to talk about, oh, they're our partners. We work closely together. Da 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 da. But what have they done to directly promote youth sport outside of saying the school name beside a draftee? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I just don't see that outward support that I feel should be there if it was a true partnership. And I think that there's never going to be um, a refocused light because I don't think Rogers even really cares to broadcast it anymore, even if they have the broadcasting rights. But I don't think there will be that renewed focus on youth sport unless the CFL stands up and says, hey, football fans in Canada, watch this. Mm-hmm. Last point on this. Um, I could see them being wary about directing eyes like football eyes away from them to somebody else um, if they want some sort of cop out, but. Bring it back. Pair the Vanier in the Grey Cup, even the CJFL championship in the same weekend, make it an event. That's the thing. I, I envisioned when they were talking about seriously realigning them together was um, Candable or Canada Cup? Candable. Candable. Um, Thursday, sorry, no, Cannibal Friday, uh, Vanier Cup Saturday, 
Grey Cup um, mm-hmm. Sunday and then mix in an all-star game from the best kids in high school across the country. Like make it a true football festival that incorporates the best of the best of the best. And like, I can't see TSN saying no to two programs that are probably going to draw two, 300,000 people across the country, especially if it's promoted properly. Mm-hmm. But those are questions for pay grades higher than me. <laughs> do, do you think that there's a realm where the CFL can benefit from platforms such as Twitch? Oh, God, yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. That again falls into the fact that the CFL keeps looking they keep looking at the old model as the standard of success because they see this model as oh this made us a lot of money to be sustainable and i think that's one of the biggest drawbacks with the league they're like okay this made us sustainable so let's stay with this not realizing the entire market is moving over here and in 10 years they're gonna have to play catch up i mean what was it the fan controlled football league Mm -hmm. i mean they didn't do amazing viewership but the viewership's there and just in terms of how people 14 to 24 consume live content, it's on Twitch. It's on streaming. It's on all these platforms online that the CFL is not on. And I mean, even if they just put the preseason games on Twitch, just tried it out. Like, I don't know. I, I just To me, and it might just be like, obviously like my work history and my background, but it seems like there's these very, very glaring gaps that anybody with half a brain could be like, hey, we should at least try this or look into this. And they're either unwilling or incapable of doing it. And I, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on them, but because I think a lot of it has to do with the, the TSN contract. But it's like, we're watching the league, especially in this past year, we're watching the league demise right before our eyes because they refuse to take step forwards into the future. We have this league that is so, for lack, of a, for lack of a better term, up its own ass about its history that they can't see their future. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I think that's a kind of a long-winded answer for should they be on Twitch? So to put it simply, yes, they should be on Twitch. They should find a way to be on Twitch. Either repurpose the podcast to be live, the Waggle podcast to be live on Twitch, or find some sort of content that should be on Twitch. But the, the first thing they will teach you in any marketing class nowadays is you need to be everywhere because you don't know where that big boost is going to come from. You don't know where your niche is going to be, but you have all these platforms to find it. And the CFL is just running circles around their old tired fans that, you know, so yes, they should be on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is all. That's all the questions we got. Um, I know you've got some dinner to go eat, so we will let you go, but thank you so much for jumping on with us. We really do appreciate your time and all your insight. Uh, It was a great episode. And uh, I think this is going to be a fun one to air. Oh, thanks for having me, lads. Thank you. I'll be back soon. Don't worry. There's going to be something I'm going to need to vent about. Hey, like I said in your DMs, just say, Hey, I got something to say today. I need, (laughs) I need to come on air. And we'll be like, all right, let's go. (laughs) All right. uh, Thanks for having me. All right. And thank you so much once again to Braden Stachel coming on. The man, the myth, the CFL Reddit legend. He joined us and got to talking on some of the ways that the league could improve. As always, you know that we're sponsored by Fox 40 by now, right? But did you know that you could also get 15% off all your return to play whistle needs? We are brought to you by the worldwide leaders in whistle tech 
And for that 15% off, you can visit their website at fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15. And I am about to go crack one of those patio sangrias because I've been so excited to get my hands on one. You know that they are brought to you by Sawdust City Brewing. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Wade and I can attest to that. Unexpected to the door this afternoon. So visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more this June. CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. So use CFP, all caps, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age. That's it for our episode. We are done. We are out. Enjoy the breakdown coming up on Wednesday. Stick around for us. We're coming back on Thursday. And you know them Friday boys are going to be hitting hard with the house party. Yeah, and as always, you know where to find us, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zang, and at CF Perspective on all your social media platforms. Go hammer those Sixers, and we will see you on Thursday.